And now, coming to you live from Faith, Texas. Is there anything special that you would like to hear us do? It's the hashtag brother of baseball, Willie M.T. Jr. Here goes the neighborhood. One small step for baseball. An even larger step for baseball kind. Willie Epting Jr. Hashtag Brothers of Baseball Show. Big game. Christian Sports Network. What is going on out there? Baseball fans all over the globe. As I have said, or just said, one step closer as we have a lot of things to talk about in the world of Major League Baseball. I'm so very excited once again to be back on the air uh, talking about the game I love the most. Before we go any further in this first segment, it is being brought to you by... The Big Game Christian Sports Network. Yes, it is settled. Join us Saturday, July 18th for the inaugural broadcast of the Kick the Narrative session live from Life in Christ Family Church in the bright city of Lancaster, Texas with special panel guest Apostle Urban Brown, Senior Pastor of Life in Church or Life in Christ Family Church and James Wall of James Wall Insurance. That's Saturday, July 18th at 3 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time right here on the Big Game Christian Sports Network. Once again, Willie Epteen Jr. to the dopest engineer in the game. Big day. What is going on, man? Appreciate all your work and all that you do, man, for this show and the other shows on the network. I'm a real boy! In the world of social media, you can check us out here on this show on Twitter at Bros of BB for the network at BGC Sports One and for Instagram for the network that is at BGC Sports One. BGCSports.net. That is where you can find us. Listen to us live at home. Also on the TuneIn app, just throw in search in the search bar, BGC Sports, and that is where you will find all of us, ranging from myself to Big Day to Cedric Bailey, so forth and so on. On point with Charles Boyd and my co-host, that'd be Mark Weston Huff and Corey Ellison on the Shakeback Sports Show. Tune into the Shakeback Sports Show right here on the Big Game Christian Sports Network, twelves and sixes Saturday and. Sunday. So, man, once again, I am so very happy to be back on the air. And uh, we got a lot of few, th- or we got a lot, I said, I almost said a lot of few things. We have a few lot of things to get to. How about that? Um, so, the baseball schedule, Major League Baseball schedule, just came out this past week. 60 games. And before we get to that though because we're actually going to talk about that in the second segment and in the third segment we got some real life stuff to get into but uh, the real life stuff that we're going to get into in the third segment surrounds surrounds what we are talking getting ready to talk about right now so big day we're getting close go ahead and hit it play ball alright so COVID-19 is wreaking havoc continually on <laughs> basically everything I'm waiting for the report to come out that butterflies and armadillos and 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 squirrels have have gotten the virus because um, the way that this thing is continuing to inflict and and affect and infect uh, so many people is um, it, it is nothing short of amazing 
Um, and I don't mean that in no nice way, as uh, Bernie Mac once said, and also uh, my former and hopefully future co-host Donnie Epting would say. Uh, he didn't mean that in no nice way, and I don't mean it in no nice way either. But um, as we are talking about the COVID-19 virus and its effect on Major League Baseball, uh, that was one of the sticking points that... Um, the the, the uh, that the league had, and that was as far as safety goes with regard to the virus, testing, isolation. Uh, what happens when you do get it, or if you do get infected, is the whole team going to be quarantined to that effect? Well, so as we know now, currently that spring training part two has uh, has started. And um, they're doing it from their home parks. Nobody is doing it from their spring training locations uh, during the winter or actually the late part of the winter, early part of the spring in either Arizona or Florida. Good thing, too, for Florida, because um, the case count out there, I just talked to Cameron on uh, on Tuesday. My son, Cameron, he's in the Navy out there in Jacksonville. And uh, I just talked to him and he said that it is crazy out there. The beaches haven't closed in in Duval County yet, but all up and down Central and South Florida they have. But anyway, so as we get back to talking about baseball and the continued effect of this stupid virus and this moronic pandemic, um, I'm going to illustrate a myriad of players that have actually tested positive. And it is... I think the I think the I think the major league uh, brain trust and and the pandemic and coronavirus task crew, if you will, I want to say they've tested more than four or five hundred people, and some staff from these clubs have tested positive, as to be expected, um, and teams uh, or players from various teams have also done the same thing, and I'm going to run through them. Um, Junior Guerrero, Savino Bracho, Cole Calhoun, Seth Beer from the Arizona Diamondbacks, Freddie Freeman. That's a big name. He was one of the catalysts for that offense uh, for the Braves in 2019 as far as the offensive production that that team put up. And he actually was in the conversation for MVP last year. He tested positive. Pitcher Will Smith tested positive. Tuki Toussaint, as well as Pete Cosma. And all those guys, those results were available or they got the results of their test all on the same day, the 4th of July. Um, and most of these guys got tested around that, you know, 3rd, 4th uh, July holiday. And, um, you know, here we go with Boston Red Sox, Josh Taylor, uh, Darwinson Hernandez, Eduardo Rodriguez, Bobby Dalbeck, Cleveland Indians. They only had one test positive. Former Texas Rangers, hashtag together we uh, Delano DeShields outfielder tested positive. Uh, Colorado Rockies, this is a big name. Charlie Blackman, June 23rd. He was one of the first big names to test positive, and his two teammates, Philip Deal, as, real, as, excuse me, as well as Ryan Castellani, they also tested positive uh, out there in Mile High Country. And uh, like I said, man, Charlie Blackman is, he, look. He, he is an all-star caliber talent. And the way that he can bash the ball out of the park, um, that's going to definitely be an issue there. Um, as we move on, Kansas City Royals, the Salvador, uh, Salvador Perez, Brad Keller, Ryan O'Hearn, uh, Milwaukee Brewers, Luis Urias, and Luis Perdomo. 
Minnesota Twins, another big, big name, Miguel Sano, uh, Williams Ostadillo, um, Edward Colina, and Nick Gordon for the Yankees, New York Yankees. Big name, DJ LeMahieu, always up there as far as batting championship contention goes. And his teammate or their teammate, Luis Sessa, the Oakland A's. My Oakland A's, as you can tell, I got my hashtag rooted in Oakland. All-star game vintage hat. Okay, so the A's have uh, Jesus Lazardo that tested positive on July the 7th, or his results came back on July the 7th. Philadelphia Phillies, Scott Kingery, Mike, uh, <laughs> Mikey Matuk, and Tommy Hunter. Tommy Big Game Hunter. Um, St. Louis Cardinal, I'm sorry, Pittsburgh Pirates, Blake Sinderlin, Socrates Brito, St. Louis Cardinals, Montero, Elias Montero, Montero, Genesis Cabrera, Ricardo Sanchez for the San Diego Padres. Tommy Pham came over from the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. And Jorge Mateo. Hunter Bishop. Luis Madero for the Giants. Texas Rangers. All you Rangers fans out there. Brett Martin and Joey Gallo. Now, Joey Gallo got his results on July the 6th. He is asymptomatic. He, of course, is in isolation and doing well because um, I, I guess this is the uh, this is the one of the few that I shouldn't say one of the few because there are a lot of people out there that may be testing positive but don't have any symptoms. Um, but nonetheless, because of that, you still have to quarantine for a minimum of 14 days. All right. So as we move forward um, with that, uh, these other tests, actually, that was it. Those are all there was all the players. I think it's 42 in all. So the bigger names that we mentioned, the DJ LeMayhews and the uh, Charlie Blackmans and Tommy Pham uh, of the world, as well as uh, Miguel Sano uh, from the Twins. Those are some huge names. Um, and, you know, this this season is going to be crazy anyway. Um, and when you think about how uh, the 60 game schedule, there's there's you have to think that there's going to be uh, a host of other positive tests that come out. As we continue to go forth throughout the summer and as these teams get together um, more so uh, during the games as well. The one thing that I said about baseball, though, is in in, in difference to football and especially or especially football and basketball, um, the the players are more spread out and you're really not going to come into as nearly as much physical contact in baseball. If you remember, you know, you can't you can't. You can't run over the catcher anymore, so you have that taken out. Um, you may have the occasional collision uh, for a fly ball. Uh, and then on top of that, you may have some collisions with somebody trying to break up a, a double play at second base or whatnot. So, But I don't think it's going to be nearly the risk as it is in baseball and football. And uh, that is an advantage that that sport, um, that, that, that baseball actually has um, with regard to that. So... We got about four minutes left to go in this first segment. Um, there are also some players, noted big name players, that have decided to opt out of the 2020 season, citing um, risk factors, and you can't blame them for that. Um, I, I'm so impressed with how uh, these players um, are putting their family above anything else. And just in case we don't finish it on this side of the break, uh, we'll come back in the second segment at the beginning. And talk about that before we actually get into the season uh, and the schedule. Um, 
Yeah, so the first player or the first the, the first biggest name player to opt out was of course David Price from the Los Angeles Dodgers. He had basically said in a post on social media that he would not be uh, playing for the Dodgers this season, but he will be rooting them on all the way to the uh, to the World Series straight from his living room. So you gotta, <laughs> you know, again, he's this is he was traded with Mookie Betts uh, from the Red Sox over to the Dodgers, and he has opted out. Again, you can't blame these guys, man, for uh, for their decision to do just that in protection of their family. So. Um, Next name I wanted to bring up was Arizona Diamondbacks pitcher Mike Leak. He announced on June 29th that he would not play in 2020. 32 years old. He has played for five different teams since coming back to the league in 2010. And uh, he said that he, or through his agent, Danny Horowitz, said that he's not going to come back because of countless factors. Didn't really name any of them. But again, it, you have to think that it's, it's somehow related to his family. Ryan Zimmerman, first baseman from the world champion Washington Nationals, 15 years with the franchise all the way back to um, the Montreal days. He has opted out, did the set, did it on the same day as as a leak from the Diamondbacks on June 29th, citing concerns about his family, three children, including a one month old son and his wife was diagnosed with MS back in 1995. So uh, that is a definite underlying condition that could spark a higher risk of contention or contraction in the Zimmerman household. So uh, kudos once again, man, for uh, standing up for family. All right. We also have um, Joe Ross and Tyson Ross. They said that they will not play uh, as according to their Manager Mike Rizzo, uh, Joe Ross, and fellow national teammate uh, Ryan Zimmerman and Tyson would not be in the lineup uh, for 2020. Um, so they 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 don't really they don't cite what their reasons are. But again, you have to think that it has something to do with underlying conditions for somebody that's within their household. Ian Desmond, man, the former Texas Ranger. I remember the deal he signed with the Rockies um, out in Colorado. He actually posted a, a very thought-provoking message on his Instagram page on June 30th. He's 34 years old. He and his wife are expecting their fifth child. And um, he's going to put the time off to good use. Says he's going to go down to his home state of Florida, which also has one of the higher hotspots in the country, and dedicate this season to uh, developing youth baseball facilities and basically just trying to uh, get things in shape uh, with with regard to baseball for the kids in his area. So um, let's see. We got we got maybe I have one time for one more as we get ready to wind down the first segment. You know what? We're not going to have time. So come on back on the other side of the break. We're going to finish up these players that have opted out. We're going to get into the schedule, noted games, and we're going to get into some real slice stuff in the third segment. So y'all make sure y'all come on back on the other side of the break. Big day. Dope position here in the game. Willie Epstein Jr. Hashtag Bros of Baseball. Big game. Christian Sports Network. Y'all come back and holler. And we welcome you back to the Hashtag Brothers of Baseball show right here on the Big Game Christian Sports Network. Baseball fans all around the planet, 
What is going down? Big day. The dopest engineer on the globe. What is happening, sir? As we continue to move closer to the start of yet another 20 or uh, <laughs> yet another Major League Baseball season has my excitement level on 10. Just in case you missed it in the first segment, we talked about those players or we began talking about those players that have decided to opt out of playing in the 2020 season due to this stupid pandemic, the stupid coronavirus. Yeah, I call that coronavirus the devil's helper because uh, it is it look, it has come and it has stolen a lot of a lot of joy and it has stolen a, it has killed a lot of joy and stolen a whole bunch of people's uh uh, uh faith and, and and all those other things that that idiot does. So, um and also we talked about those uh positive tests Thus far um, in the major leagues with regard to players and uh, the teams that they play on and when some of them were actually completed uh, with their result, when their results were actually available. So we're going to move forward, man, and continue to talk about uh, those players that have opted out before we go on to the schedule part of the show. Before we go any further in the show, this second segment is being brought to you by the Big Game Christian Sports Network and Amazing Amazon. BGC Big Deals just became amazing. Introducing Amazing Amazon Deals with amazing savings virtually on everything. Just go to bgcsports.net and click on the Amazing Amazon Deals page and absolutely take advantage of all the deals offered by Amazon from the station that might need to change its name to a Amazing. We are the BGC Sports Amazing Network. All right. So I appreciate everybody rolling on, man, with your boy as we uh, continue to dissect the things that are going on in the world of baseball. And uh, I, I want to give a shout out to a couple of people that was watching on Facebook Live uh, in the first seg- segment. That was Scott Montgomery. Um, Scott, shout out to Scott. He uh, posted a while back that he is. 10 years cancer free glory to God for him for that and uh, one of my old nemesis uh, in basketball Jared King uh, he said something about putting me in the mix and something about I don't know whatever obviously he fell and hit his head somewhere and then I also want to shout out to uh, George Gilbert he actually uh, was tuning in as well so uh, appreciate you guys the support on that alright so let's just move forward in this third or second segment rather um we're going to continue talking about the players that have opted out of the 2020 season due to the stupid virus. And again, I mean, how can you fault any of these guys? Uh, Washington Castillo, he is the third Nationals player, Zimmerman and Ross, who we spoke of in the second segment, to opt out. Um, his manager has his back, said in a Zoom call. I talked to him. And he decided that he was not going to come. Um, he's got two little kids and a wife. In the Dominican Republic, I don't hold anything against those guys. They have families. So you like to hear that, man, from the man in charge as far as the on the field stuff. And then we talked about David Price, 2012 A. Young, Cy Young Award winner, uh, posted on his Twitter account July 4th that he was going to sit out uh, for the interest of his health and his family's health. Uh, No underlying conditions. Uh, illustrated or 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 talked about or discussed from from Price, but you have to know that he is doing it for his family. As he said, thirty four years old, he said in a tweet, "I will miss my teammates 
and will be cheering them on throughout the season and on to a World Series victory. Kind of what I said about uh, about that in the first segment as he was one of the first big, big name players to uh, come out and say he's not going to play. All right, moving forward. We also have Felix Hernandez. And if you don't know who Felix Hernandez is, Felix Hernandez won, I think it was the 2010 Cy Young Award winner. Yeah, 2010. <laughs> and he, he finished the season with, I think it was 15 wins. But his uh, minuscule ERA was the thing that got him that victory. Um, he's now with the Braves, of course, 34 years old, and he said that he is not going to play. Uh, he signed a, a, a minor league contract with the uh, in January with the Braves and uh, was going to be competing for a spot on the roster. And at 34 years old, in the last, I mean, when he won the Cy Young Award, which is now 10 years ago, 11 seasons ago, um, if they can get or next year when it rolls around, um, if they can get uh, any semblance of the 2010 Felix Hernandez as opposed to the one that we've been seeing the last couple of years, um, that is going to be huge for that Braves rotation. All right, that's a little ways away, so we won't really dive too much more into that. All right, and his teammate, Nick Markakis, outfielder, huh, Talk, look, he talked to Freddie Freeman, who we talked about in the first segment. Of course, he was he was uh, he was tested for positive uh, for the virus. Thirty six year old Marquez said it's kind of eye opening with everything that's going on, not just with baseball but all over the world. It makes you open your eyes. Freddie Freeman's illness was characterized by his uh, wife as hard hitting. Uh, as hitting her, her husband with like a ton of bricks. So, you know, he made the decision with, from what it appears based on a conversation that he had with one of his teammates. And Freddie Freeman is is way younger than what Marcakis is. And, you know, hey, whatever whatever your reasoning is, it can't be faulted, as I keep saying, um, as we move forward with this virus and trying to deal with it and and testing and isolations and all that other stuff that goes with it. So. All right. So finally, we have. Uh, oh, you know what? That's actually it. Those are the biggest names in Major League Baseball that have decided to uh, sit out. Uh, citing their various reasons um, from their own underlying conditions all the way down to just making the decision that they think that is best for them, uh, not for their careers, but for their lives. So, again, shout out to those guys, man, for putting family and health above the money. All right. So as I stated in the first segment at the beginning of the show, the new 2020 condensed abbreviated version of a schedule is out. And uh, as we stated or have stated, well, when, once once the agreement was made between the league and the players uh, of the schedule and the games and the money and all those other things, uh, it was determined then that it would be a region based schedule, meaning that the American League West we play the uh, National League West. So you have Seattle, Oakland, um, uh, Houston, Texas, and the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. They will be battling against the Los Angeles Dodgers, 
They will be going against the San Francisco Giants, the San Diego Padres, as well as the Arizona Diamondbacks um, in those uh, interleague matchups. Uh, and then, of course, the the, the the division teams will play each other uh, 40 times uh, over the course of the 60 games. So I, I like the fact that they're reducing the travel uh, the travel to reduce the risk of getting it when you're flying to you know all across over over to Florida uh, from teams that are coming from the West Coast and vice versa. So opening day is coming and I am ready. July 23rd, opening night. New York Yankees heading down to the nation's capital to take on the world champion Washington Nationals. San Francisco Giants and the Los Angeles Dodgers renew pleasantries immediately. Um, as they begin a set out on the West Coast, I'm pretty sure that that game will be, or these two games will be part of a, a double hitter, uh, <laughs> if I know better. Um, and then Friday, Friday is actually a full slate, Friday, July 24th. And as of tape time, that is a little bit more than two weeks away. So if you're not excited, now is the time. And we're going to run down these guys or these these teams scheduled against each other. Atlanta Braves at the New York Mets. Detroit Tigers at the Cincinnati Reds. They're going to head down to 75. Toronto Blue Jays will head to Florida to take on the Tampa Bay Rays. Miami Marlins versus the Philadelphia Phillies. Milwaukee Brewers and Chicago Cubs get it on early <laughs> Kansas City Royals at the Cleveland uh, at, at uh, Progressive Park or Progressive Field rather to take on the Indians Baltimore Orioles at Boston Red Sox the Red Sox I can't wait to get into the season predictions you guys that show will be uh, probably in a, about a week or so uh, so stay tuned for that um, Colorado Rockies coming to the brand new Globe Life Field. That is the retractable roof in Arlington to battle the Texas Rangers. And I need to find out what's going on with the media passes for that because I sure would like to be there for that one. Um, you got to think that the Rangers would be without Texas. Uh, the Rangers would be without Joey Gallo and the Rockies will be without Charlie Blackman. We'll see. Minnesota Twins at the Chicago White Sox. I'm very, very, very excited excited about this White Sox team uh, with the acquisitions they made uh, during the hashtag hot stove. Uh, again, we'll get into the predictions and breaking that all down here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, St. Louis Cardinals live from the new bush. Saint, uh, Seattle Mariners, Houston Astros. The Astros have just really just owned the AL West for the last really three or four years and we know the whole deal about the sign stealing episode and all of the fallout from that um, the, the <laughs> you gotta think that retaliation is still gonna be in the air uh, even amongst this pandemic but you know what we'll see because one of the rules <laughs> that Major League Baseball has actually implemented to reduce contact is if somebody gets beamed <laughs> And they can't charge the mound. So there's a good chance, unless there's another rule that I don't know about, I'll have to check into that. But unless there's another rule out there, 
you can best believe that there could be some uh, high stinking cheese going up towards the chin as uh, it was called chin music on one of the videos game back in one of the video games back in the day. All right, Arizona Diamondbacks at the San Diego Padres. Uh, as we mentioned, San Diego, or I'm sorry, the Giants and the L.A. Dodgers. That will be the second game of their uh, their set uh, as they will be headlining along with the Yankees and the Nationals uh, the opening night schedule. And then Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim travel up the five to take on my beloved Oakland Athletics. That is a 10-10 start Eastern time. And uh, hey, you know what? Maybe I need to I need to ask Patrice if I can get uh the Major League Baseball extra innings package on DirecTV. I'm looking at her and oh, she gave me the thumbs up. I don't really think she means it. Y'all stay tuned for that because we'll be we'll be we'll look. That is breaking news if that's the case. All right, so regional schedules as I said earlier face each other four to four, or face the other four teams in their division 10 times and play 20 games against the interleague teams. In their region, 60-game season. It, look, they're calling it a sprint. Set to finish on September the 27th. And, <clears throat> excuse me, about the uh, coronavirus issues, um, players began reporting to a second spring training. We are, that's already in place. And they've already had some issues with the testing process. And um, some people are thinking that it, the, the, the delay of the results could have some sort of ramifications and we'll see how uh, Major League Baseball actually um, deals with that. So uh, in other news about the schedule, you remember back in the when the schedules were going to be released and they talked about how uh, the league, the majors are still hoping to play the Field of Dreams game or at the game at the Field of Dreams ballpark um, in Iowa, Dyersville, Iowa. Uh, that will actually take place on August the 13th between the Cardinals and the White Sox. So, uh, and they're actually constructing a movie set can hold up to 8,000 fans, but you know, we'll see how the pandemic either restricts or allows that. All right. So this is another thing too, that I found very interesting that is going to help me with my prediction show. And they talk about here, the strength of schedule, the teams that have the easiest <laughs> strength of schedule. And I don't know if this is really fair for these teams to have this type of schedule. But a lot of it, of course, stems from the division that they play in. And for the last couple of years, the American League Central has gotten better. But at one point it was a dumpster fire. And there was a point, I think it was in maybe 2000 and either 17 or 18, where me and Donnie Epting were discussing it. And we had issues or we had thoughts that there could have been a possibility that a team uh, not finish 500 and win that division. Of course, that didn't happen. It's kind of hard for that to happen in baseball, although it has happened uh, very few times, but it has happened. So strength of schedule. Minnesota Twins, last year's American League Central Champion. Opposing team's record, 449. Cleveland Indians, the champions of that division, two of the last three years at least, with Terry Francona and I'm just going to say this now, uh, Jose Ramirez, you may just be my AL MVP candidate. They have a, 
opposing winning percentage of 451. And they were in battle for a playoff spot all the way up until the end. St. Louis Cardinals actually got into the playoffs. I believe they, they actually won the division. 475 opposing team uh, winning percentage. Chicago White Sox. I'm so I'm look. I have a lot of excitement for this team, even though they do play in the same division as the Indians and the Twins. I have a lot of excitement for this team. Like I said previously, because of the acquisitions they made, um, you couple that with a shortened season where really, really pretty much anything can happen. And in baseball, when you have these types of schedules, the best team don't always win. White Sox opposing. Uh, opponent percentage opposing a person, okay anyway uh, 477 and then this right here is just utterly just not fair the Los Angeles Dodgers they were favorite to go to the World Series last year before the Nationals put them out in the ALCS or the ALDS actually um, they've been to the World Series two of the last three years or four, or four years rather um, They have probably the most balanced And most talented lineup In Major League Baseball And Their pitching staff Their rotation rather Is uh, up there as well Their opponent <laughs> Percentage Winning percentage 482 So I'm just going to say it now The Los Angeles Dodgers are going to win The National League West and finally, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, as far as easiest strength of schedule goes, um, they made the playoffs last year. They pushed the Reds or pushed the Yankees around a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. They got pushed around by the Yankees a little bit, but they made it in as a wild card, went out to Oakland against my A's and, and, and Charlie Morton. What he did to my A's was just criminal. They have a opponent winning percentage of 482. And with that pitching staff, Glass now. <laughs> and Morton and Snail not fair not fair at all the music is playing in the background so that means that is the end of segment number two come on back to the other side of the break we're going to finish up this schedule stuff then we're going to get into some real real life stuff big day dope is in the game baseball fans all over the planet Willie Epstein Jr. hashtag brothers baseball y'all come on back and holler Welcome you to the third and final segment of the Hashtag Brothers of Baseball. Right here on the Big Game Christian Sports Network. Dopest engineer on the planet. Big day. What's happening? Baseball fans, we are getting closer. I'm excited. I hope you are as well. Um, just in case you missed it in the second segment, talking started talking about the schedule. Um, and then we're going to finish up the uh, with the easy part. Uh, oh, the hard the teams with the hardest uh, scheduled opponents for this come up upcoming 2020 season. Um, before we move any further, uh, this third and final episode is or segment rather is being brought to you by Cotterpaws. Feeling stress? Well, you're not alone. Stress is an unpleasant part of life, so call Cotterpaws. Cotterpaws is committed to providing individuals, groups. Ministries and businesses with great space solutions. Uh, so visit cotterpaws.org today and discover real solutions for life. All right. So um, we're going to quickly finish up the talk about the schedule because I got some real life stuff I want to get into um, here in the final segment before we shut it down and bring in the closer. Um, <clears throat> so 
We talked about it again in the second segment on the uh, <laughs> the teams that had the easiest schedules, and out of the, I think there were seven of them. Yeah, there were seven of them. Okay, and here's my thing. Uh, they had, I think, at least five of them were playoff teams from last year. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that all works and shakes out. So, um, let me let me do this real quick. Um, before we actually get into the real life stuff, and then I, I talk about this um, this uh, the schedule the scheduling portion. Um, I just want to give a shout out to a couple people, man. And um, I didn't get to do this. Uh, on the last show or the last episode rather uh, my mom Nettie Epstein just celebrated a birthday Um, I don't think she'll mind me telling the world how old she is because number one she looks phenomenal and then number two uh, she is graced with the glory of God okay and she will tell you how blessed she is um, every single day so she turned 73 on july 3rd happy belated birthday mom uh, i wanted to get that out there um actually i'm not going to talk about the uh i'm not going to talk about the easiest or the hardest uh the teams that have the hardest schedule uh, i will tell you a couple of them the texas rangers is in that mix um as well as i believe the san diego padres was in that mix i want to go ahead and start talking about the real life issues that i wanted to, to get into and we're going to start right here and we're going to remain in baseball before we get to the other part of it you know if you've been hiding under a rock or on another planet or so distant socially to where um you don't know what's going on about the racial issues that have uh really just started to spread uh, as as much as the virus is spreading, uh, but the virus spread is 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 curtailing a lot of lives, while the the spread and the in the and the notoriety and the the steam and momentum that the push for equality, racial equality, and, and getting rid of systemic racism um, is gaining the the speed that is necessary and has been necessary for years. Uh, as that has continued to come forth, uh, you know, the Washington Redskins, the Chicago Blackhawks and the NHL and of course the Cleveland Indians and the Atlanta Braves in Major League Baseball. You know what? Those two teams squared off against each other in the 1995 World Series. And that was the Jose Mesa, uh, Jose Mesa's blown save uh, anyway. But uh, so the Cleveland Indians have really or there are rather really contemplating uh, changing the name of their their mascot from the Indians to something different. Now, if you will remember, Chief Wahoo was their mascot, and he was there for really essentially the entire life of the franchise, seemingly. But here's the deal: uh, they actually went away from that at the beginning of the 2019 season, and that actually brought some applause and praise to them for doing that um but now as we have entered into this new season of uh of uh unrest if you will for the lack of a better term the indians are now considering changing the mascot name totally and as a matter of fact it was removed from the primary logo in 2013 and from the uniforms permanently uh in 2019 so 
Um, Manager Terry Francona, one of the best to do it, came out this past Sunday and said, it's time to move forward. It's time to move forward. So if you're on the field, boss is telling the, the front office bosses that it's time to move forward, plus all of the potential pressure that is coming from the sponsors, like with Washington, the Redskins, uh, you would think that they will get out ahead of this thing and be proactive about something like this. So we'll see how that goes on the Indians front. And I don't mean that disrespectfully at all whatsoever um, in light of the fact that I am an African-American and had to have endure or had to have uh, take, you know, be a victim. If you would not really a victim, but I guess a, a person that has been affected adversely by you know racial and bigotry and prejudice and all that other stuff um and then you have the atlanta braves now the atlanta braves they are a little bit different in the fact that their name is the braves okay and <laughs> at one point they did have a mascot with the face of a Native American on their jerseys. But here's the thing with the Braves. The Braves said they're not really considering a name change because their franchise honors, supports, and values the Native American community. Now, here's why I have a different opinion about the Braves and the Indians. The Braves have been also called the Bravos. Um... And it's not it's not specifically saying Indian or a, 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 a quote unquote slur like Redskins or Blackhawk. And the thing with the Tomahawk chop and when they do that, oh, because that's a rally cry. And I think that does give honor and value and supports to the uh, Native American initiative. I think it does that. And it is so cool when you have an entire stadium and fan base doing that in unison as they try to rally on their troops. Because Native Americans were fierce competitors, fierce warriors, you know, great battlers. So when I when I see the 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 the, the tomahawk chop and the and the uh, and the chant it actually gives me chills and it makes me for an instant just for an instant now be an Atlanta Braves fan because I want to join in with that and when that started back in the 90s with Deion Sanders at the old Atlanta Fulton County Stadium right off the 75 and the 85 and the 20 right there south of downtown ATL man it was look the atmosphere and 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 the people in the crowd just like what sports does there were no differences all we wanted to do was to motivate our team to victory and i i i I, but my point though is this is that if that offends the masses of that community then i don't have a problem with the braves changing it but if it doesn't offend the masses of the community then I'm I will support the Braves in keeping it as well. So um, that that's a that's a that's a story that's going to continue to um, unravel. I shouldn't say unravel. It's going to continue to develop and then ultimately, hopefully, be solved. So um, we're going to go from there and talk about something here real quick. We got about five and a half minutes, maybe six minutes left to go 
in this show before we bring in the closer. Um, this is something that I, uh, I, I, I'm, I hold near and dear to my heart because of being uh, an African-American man um, in these United States of America and with all of these things. Recently, the gentleman in Indiana that was uh, jumped in essence by three white dudes and and then the incident in Shreveport, Louisiana, where the white lady called a, a, a young black lady the N-word several times and said, put it on Facebook, put it on all that stuff. Um, in light of all those things, I want you guys to take a listen to this. Audrey Lord, it is not our differences that divide us. It is our inability to recognize, accept, and celebrate those differences. Okay, so... That is big because United States was founded upon being different, being founded was founded upon being creative, being was founded upon having varying um, perspectives through different lenses. So when you talk about or when we talk about Black lives matter. Black lives do matter. Brown lives matter. White lives matter. All lives matter. But when we are speaking about black lives matter, it it's not a for for those of us out here that are really just searching for equality, longing for equality, desiring equality an equal playing field that's why sports is what it is it uh, uh, it allows fans to have an equal playing field when they're cheering for whatever team that they're cheering for so if we can do that in a stadium or an arena or in a coliseum why we can't continue that forth outside of those venues that's the one thing outside of Jesus Christ if you are a believer so when we talk about all lives or black lives matter rather excuse me the people that I'm associated with and I'm pretty sure that so many others because you have white people and you have brown people and you have you know people from other countries that are are, are engaged in this new way of trying to sup, uh, supplant the old way thinking living and breathing so when you're talking about Black Lives Matter, I'm not talking about a political movement. I could care less about politics. And I go back and forth with people on social media about that very same thing. And I've had to unfriend people on social media because I'm being told that, oh, I fell for another hoax. Jeffrey Scalia, I've known you since we were in the 10th grade. But I vehemently disagree with your point of view about that and your inability seemingly to look at it from another person's point of view. That's why I played the quote about our differences. We should celebrate them and not hold each other to a, 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 a standard or a, hold each other you know, away from each other because we don't understand it or don't agree with it or don't want to deal with it. So uh, that's why I say when all when we say all black lives matter, it's not a political issue, not for not for it shouldn't be a, pol a political issue. 
And I've heard the people out there saying, you know, some people out there saying, yeah, you know, they're they're It's a scam and it's a way for them to generate money to give to one party over another. I don't care what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. What's good is good and what's evil is evil. I don't care if you are a Republican Democrat, independent, Whig party, black, white, conservative, neutral, or liberal. I don't care. I care about people. I care about people. And the people that I'm associated with care about people. So all this innuendo and 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 and, and distractive rhetoric. Oh, it's political. Whose side are you? This dude asked, actually asked me, who was I voting for? And I, you know what? I think they're all crooked. I think they're all crooked. But to have a president that is uh, so divisive and really just pounds his fist when he doesn't get his what he wants, I, I can't deal with that. Because that's 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 division. And the book that I read tells me. There's no blessing in the division. The blessing comes in unity. Two or three gathered together. That's what it says. That's going to wind it down for this episode of the Hashtag Brothers of Baseball show. Come on up, man, or come on back. On the other side, you will hear the golden tones of Donald Ware from Press Box to Press Row. For the dopest engineer in the game, Big Day, Willie Epstein Jr. signing off for now. The closer is in. Hashtag Brothers of Baseball, Big Game Christian Sports Network. Y'all stay safe. We'll holler at y'all again real soon. Peace. Peace.